You're listening to CGR Cougar Radio, radio station at Misericordia University, Dallas, Pennsylvania. Okay, it is episode three of The Takedown. Everything about wrestling mainly, and then combat sports sometimes. Uh, This week was kind of slow, but uh, it was all right. We had Elimination Chamber on Saturday uh, at noon. Cody Rhodes leaving AEW still being felt. And now after Elimination Chamber officially uh, going up to WrestleMania, there is also some stuff uh, going on in UFC and MMA in general, uh, which will be gotten to in the news. But start out with AEW Dynamite from 216-22. CM Punk came out. After last week, him and Moxley teaming against FTR, he's able to now face MJF at Revolution. Uh, it was Valentine's Day themed. Uh, he came out with like a Valentine's box, um, and he kept alluding to that. Va- it, it was interesting. It was like a themed promo. Uh, kept alluding to Greg Valentine, uh, which ultimately um, brought up that he will now face MJF at Revolution in a dog collar match. Um, he was talking about a cage, said pretty much he didn't want to face MJF in a cage because Wardlow would just get over there anyway, uh, which is smart. Uh, that makes sense. But, uh, Punk does have a history in dog collar matches. This is a thing AEW is good with, sort of playing on things that you don't necessarily need to know his history. If they just tell you it, you could probably assume it, but, uh, an ROH and I think a TNA had some dog collar matches. I think the most memorable one was probably against Raven. Uh, so that's what they're alluding to there. So, you know, it's something different, something new. Second dog collar match in AEW since Brody Lee and Cody Rhodes. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus were backstage. They announced there's going to be a triple threat tag at Revolution for the tag titles. Um, I guess there's going to be two battle royals tomorrow and then the week after. That's going to determine who is in that tag team triple threat. Um... I think this is probably the first tag triple threat that they've had on a pay-per-view, uh, especially for titles. That doesn't seem like much of an AEW thing to do, but uh, that's that's got me intrigued. If I were to pick, I would think it might be Young Bucks and Red Dragon uh, just to build on that storyline more, but uh, then again, they could throw a curveball in there. Brian Danielson defeated Lee Moriarty. Uh, very technical, very hard-hitting. Uh, Danielson pretty much called Mox out to the ring afterwards. He wants a team with John Moxley. That's been going on the past couple weeks. Uh, Moxley said that he's never beaten Brian Danielson. You know, he alluded to the old uh, independent days where he, you know, would put everything into the match and still lose to Brian Danielson. Um, he looked into it and he thought. Maybe Brian Danielson wants a team with him, but also it might be a factor that Brian Danielson wants to avoid John Moxley and keep him keep him close rather than having to fight him. So Moxley pretty much said that he will only team with Danielson if he fights him. Uh, I can only assume that's going to go to Revolution, uh, which again, not going to complain about. I think that was the match we were supposed to get at full gear. Uh, the finals of the Eliminator tournament, but Moxley obviously had to step out for some personal stuff. Uh, Wardlow beat Max Caster, qualified for the Face of the Revolution qualifying ma- qualified for the Face of the Revolution ladder match. It was a qualifying match. 
Um, Acclaim tried to attack Wardlow afterwards. Wardlow pretty much got the better of them. Again, building up Wardlow here. I don't know if he wins the face of the revolution, and that's how they kind of do this whole MJF-Wardlow breakup or not. Uh, but overall, I think it's good. I think it is interesting, especially later on in the show, talking about Rampage, who they have in this ladder match right now. I mean, up to, up to now, in that moment, it is Wardlow and Keith Lee, and later on, we're going to see the third man who qualified so far. It's definitely interesting for a ladder match, um, but I'm I'm more than happy to watch it, and I'm more than ready to see uh, what those guys do in the ladder match, especially Keith Lee and Wardlow so far in there. Uh, Hangman Page had an in-ring interview. Adam Cole interrupted. Uh, last week saw Adam Cole put the belt over Hangman's shoulder after the Texas death match. Uh, they're going ahead with Hangman Page and Adam Cole for Rampage or for Revolution. It was announced on Rampage that that's going to happen. Uh, Adam Cole brought up Dark Order, asked why they're not around anymore, leaves the ring, Red Dragon attacked Page from behind, and then Dark Order made the save, 10 was throwing security guards left and right, uh, not out of character, but kind of out of nowhere, but I think that was just to build him up for this Adam Cole match that happened on Rampage. Proud and Powerful beat Je Chris Jericho and Jake Hager, Chris Jericho actually pinned uh, by Santana, I'm pretty sure, in that match, which is pretty big for Jericho to be getting pinned. Uh, Eddie Kingston kind of inadvertently provided a distraction. He did return. Uh, I didn't even realize he was gone for a little bit there, but him being back was huge. Uh, the fans love him, so getting a huge pop just to be ringside is pretty big, but pretty much just jumped on the apron. Jericho drop-kicked him, and Santana Ortiz were able to take Jericho out, pin him. Uh, Thunder Rosa beat Mercedes Martinez in a no DQ match. This was a little bit, uh, a little bit messy for me. Not the match itself, but afterwards, because they have John Kreese, aka Martin Cro Martin Cove uh, from Cobra Kai from from Karate Kid, and I guess their whole deal was that they were using him uh, to sort of have Britt Baker kick Mercedes Martinez out of their little group. Uh, it just kind of seemed a bit weird to me. It kind of seemed a bit forced in there. It didn't really fit. Um, you know, maybe do it for a different segment or something. But when it's when we're talking about Mercedes Martinez, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, um, having like a, a celebrity cameo and like alluding back to movies, it kind of seemed a bit out of place and weird. But it worked anyway, so it's not a huge deal. And then in the main event, Sammy Guevara beat Darby Allen to retain the TNT title. Um, Andrade Alito pretty much cost Darby the match. Darby was going over the coffin drop. Andrade knocked him off. Uh, Sammy didn't see it. He did not see that Andrade attacked Darby. Uh, so you're kind of keeping the, the face aspect there that he did not uh, knowingly take advantage of it. Um, hit him with the GTH, pinned Darby Allen, got the victory. And then afterwards, the AHFO attacks Sammy and Darby. Um, and then Andrade ended the show holding up both championship belts. Um, and that match is going to actually happen on Rampage um, for that TNT title this Friday instead of what some people might have thought would have been Revolution. So I don't know if they're going to do a triple threat for Revolution or if they're going to do just something completely different. Uh, I think a lot of people want to see Andrade win the TNT title uh, I think he needs to, honestly, but I also do think Sammy's reign needs to continue. So it's going to be telling what those two do. Uh, but speaking of telling, we're going to be up with SmackDown 
from 218.22 right after the break. So stay tuned for the Go Home Duel Elimination Chamber. In the small town of Elmira, New York, a boy was born into an all-American family. The odds of him opening his own clothing store at the age of 18? One in 138,000. Excited to be a part of pop culture, he packed for the big city. The odds of finding someone to invest in his vision? One in 4.5 million. The odds of him achieving his dream in the fashion industry? One in 23 million. The odds of having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 68. I am Tommy Hilfiger, and my family is affected by autism. I encourage you to learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Okay, so Friday night SmackDown 218-22, the go home to Elimination Chamber. It's really weird because this this was taped and then Elimination Chamber was literally noon the next day. Uh, so a little bit of a weird dynamic there. But the show started out Ronda Rousey and Naomi uh, and Sonya Deville and Charlotte at a contract signing for the tag match that they are going to have at Elimination Chamber. And the stipulation was made that Ronda would have one arm tied behind her back, I think because the whole thing with Sonya Deville's arm, which I'm pretty sure Sonya Deville's been hit with this arm breaker move, but her arm's just fine, is what we saw at Elimination Chamber 2. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with that. But I thought it was a bit interesting that they did um, give this stipulation to the tag match, especially when it's only Ronda's first or second match back. Uh, and the first match was only a Royal Rumble, so... Uh, having her in her second match, have an arm tied behind her back is a interesting move. I don't really think it was that bad from chamber, but I'll get to that, uh, in the fourth segment. Um, but yeah, I do think that it was interesting to have that stipulation, but you're giving Naomi and Sonya a good shot with Charlotte and Rhonda. So not too bad there. Ricochet beat Sheamus. Uh, these matches just... They happen. They're just on SmackDown with Ricochet, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Cesaro. Uh, there's not much going on with them. Uh, they're just kind of matches that are on the card, I guess. And Sheamus, Sheamus loses and afterwards pushed Ridge Holland 
uh, to the ground. Not sure what they're going to do there. I guess they're going to break those two up, maybe do Ridge Holland versus Sheamus at Mania. I don't know if that would be a Mania match for them or not, or if they're doing the Andre Battle Royal. Uh, but yeah, Sheamus and Ridge Holland aren't seeing eye to eye. Ivar beat Jey Uso by DQ. Um, this feud, it's definitely cool that they're doing more tag feuds now between these two teams and between RK Bro and Alpha Academy on Raw and all that. Um, but it it is hurting a little bit by the lack of interest. Uh, I think the bloodline can maybe be used a bit more um, and maybe have a bit more build behind it rather than these kind of lukewarm matches on SmackDown. Drew McIntyre had an in-ring promo hyping up the false count anywhere match at elimination chamber oh my god i'll get to that because that was scary that matchup what was going on there uh but i did say earlier on i was looking forward to drew mcintyre and madcap moss uh, i think there's a stigma going around that because you know madcap moss's gimmick is uh whatever to be honest i don't even know what it is i can't really tell you what it is but i do think they're two great uh two two solid in-ring performers uh, McIntyre, I think maybe could be doing a little bit more than than Madcap and Corbin. Um, I think they were looking to build him up against Roman. It was looking like, um, but I just don't think that this is that hot of a feud that it will kind of keep Drew um, in the in the public eye. I guess uh, it's kind of like a really low mid card feud. But Drew's good. Drew's doing a good job trying to uh, convey how serious it is and they are putting effort into making it look serious the way the neck injury was and the royal rumble uh surprise that drew had actually did surprise me because drew was actually injured and so the fact that he was able to come back and this whole this whole storyline with him being angry at madcap and corbin is it's good but i just again i think that the gimmicks of corbin and madcap is what's really dragging the feud down for people including myself and then in the main event, it was reported last week from the tapings. Even WWE tweeted it out. I even mentioned it on the show. Sami Zayn defeats Shinsuke Nakamura to win back the Intercontinental title. It feels like he was Intercontinental title not too long ago, but it actually was pretty long ago. Um, and the reasoning why, a lot of people think it's going to be Johnny Knoxville versus Sami at Mania for the belt. Um, again... I like Johnny Knoxville. I like everything going on with Johnny Knoxville. I think him being in WWE was is a good fit just because their brand uh, and it is very good promoting for it. Again, though, I don't I don't know if it needs the Intercontinental Title, but this is me talking like it's going to happen and it's a guarantee. It isn't a guarantee yet. Uh, Sammy and Knoxville haven't really done anything in the past couple days or recently or anything. So maybe it doesn't happen. And maybe Sammy's in a ladder match or complaining about how Reddy's against them. They put him in a six-man or an eight-man ladder match or do something with him. Uh, I think it does suck for Nakamura. Nakamura won the Intercontinental title off of, was it Apollo Crews? I think he won it off of, maybe. Um, And yeah, he held it for a very, very long time, but he did not defend it that much. And I think... There was an injury uh, within there, but still, I don't think it was anything um, anything enough to hinder hinder defenses or anything. So I don't know how many times he defended, how many times he even competed um, for the Intercontinental title. 
And it, it, it does seem weird because Nakamura is on TV consistently and him and Rick Boogs seem to be a big, um, a big part of SmackDown. And I mean, I don't know for sure because I don't, I'm not necessarily the demographic, but uh, they seem to be a bit over uh, by people in the crowd. So, I mean, maybe taking the Intercontinental title off of Nakamura is a good thing. Maybe they want him to do more. Uh, that just reminded me now, them taking the Intercontinental title off him, doing more to when he, it was looking like maybe he was going to be facing Roman Reigns at the Rumble or at Mania or something uh, during that whole Adam Pierce thing uh, where that gauntlet match happened and Nakamura was kind of, Given the short end of the stick, and a lot of people were behind Nakamura, and he was looking, he was looking like reinvigorated, uh, character-wise, and then nothing happened with it. So, I mean, with the right build, anybody can be a challenger to Roman. It just doesn't seem like they've been giving many people the right build yet. But I mean, hopefully they keep Nakamura. Um, I don't know, maybe they'll turn him heel against Boogs, and they'll have a match at Mania. Uh, at this point, it's all up in the air uh, for what's going on at WrestleMania. Only a couple matches are confirmed. Uh, only a couple things are rumored. But overall, SmackDown was SmackDown. Uh, that's that's how it usually is. Uh, I think Roman might have had some uh, might have had an in-ring promo with Goldberg on the show as well. I don't know why it's on the notes, but we'll get into that whole Goldberg Roman Reigns thing uh, at Elim- Elimination Chamber review. Again, man, Roman. Roman's looking great. Roman's looking phenomenal on this show. Uh, and I think a lot of people are kind of hurting um, by that because there's only so much you could do before Roman Reigns kind of gets to you. Um, but overall, I think if they do an Aftermania draft, that would be good for them. Get the roster reinvigorated, get some new phases in. But the build to the Rumble and all that, brands weren't that necessarily a big deal anyway. Um, but that was SmackDown. Hopefully things get heated up more on SmackDown for the road to WrestleMania. But up next will be AEW Rampage from the same night on the other side of the break. So stay tuned. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. <gasps> what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. Well, uh, what are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. Don't you remember me? Don't you know that we miss you? Miss me? Who misses me? You know, all your friends in the forest. The trees, the pond, that little fort that you made out of branches. We all miss you. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. Oh, I guess that makes sense. The forest is not that far away. Have an adventure today. I'm sure your mom would take you. You're right. I should get out. I want to have fun. Plant puddles, catch frogs, and climb trees. Hey, Mom! Yeah, hon? <gasps> Stephen! What is that in your hand? It's my sense of adventure, Mom. It's telling me we need to get out of the house and have some fun in nature today. Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm place on a cold I want to day. Be a football stadium. I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. 
I don't believe it. My savings are gone. Okay. Think. Where'd you have them last? I was home. Then I spent them on that vacation in this tiny suit of armor. Now they're gone. Weird. Weird? Not really. Not saving now means no money later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas on ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Oh, I broke his little gauntlet. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, the Pennsylvania Institute of CPAs, and the Ad Council. All right. AEW Rampage uh, from 218.22, same night. Different start time. It was not after SmackDown. It was before. I forgot. I missed the first 20 minutes of it uh, because of the different start time. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything... Um, Anything about the guide or the channel listings for TNT uh, that something has to happen at 7 o'clock? Maybe they should just move to 7 o'clock if they can because that's I think, is way better of a time than 10 to 11. Uh, but anyway, getting into the review, Adam Cole beat Preston Vance. Uh, hit him with a low blow. Hit him with the boom, I think he hit him with, and was able to defeat Preston Vance. I hope that they don't lean too heavy into the Dark Order stuff because that was seen a lot in the Hangman-Kenny feud uh, where it's just different Dark Order and the Danielson feud where it's just all different Dark Order people facing whoever Hangman's feuding with. Um, as for the Elite, it was a bunch of six-man tags and stuff. And, I mean, yeah, it'll be different people. It'll probably be Red Dragon and Cole versus the Dark Order. I just would maybe want Adam Cole to face a couple more people uh, because he was in that Orange Cassidy feud. Uh, so it was kind of strictly best friends for a bit. Hopefully it's not strictly Dark Order for this feud. Uh, and this is what I was alluding to earlier. Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Dante Martin for a face of the revolution qualifying matchup. So he's qualified in the latter match. Um, I was honestly surprised by this. I think Powerhouse Hobbs needed to win. Uh, I think they have Hobbs lose way too much, especially against guys like Dante Martin, who are the more smaller opponent. Uh, I think Hobbs can use a lot more wins um, that aren't on dark. Uh, And I was honestly surprised because this was the one that he seemingly should have. I mean, it didn't matter to me, but seemingly it should have been Dante Martin's chance to be in a ladder match because... I mean, for the better part of this year and last year, he's been known for how good of a high flyer he is. Uh, and putting him in a ladder match on a pay-per-view would be seemingly the next step. But instead, they decided to go with Powerhouse Hobbs, which I'm fine with, because now the current face of the Revolution ladder match um, standings, and I don't think that there's any qualifying match uh, on Dynamite tomorrow. Uh, so currently, it's Powerhouse Hobbs, Wardlow, and Keith Lee. Uh, this is a ladder match. This is not a a gauntlet or anything. It's a ladder match. So I don't know what those three are going to be doing uh, in the ladder match. I don't know who the other three are. I don't know if there's six in there, five in there, seven. I'm not sure. But maybe they'll fill up the other uh, field with some high flyers in there. Maybe give Dante Martin a second shot. But uh it is definitely interesting the way that they've gone about booking this ladder match right now, having three huge powerhouses uh, in there. I honestly don't know if I've ever seen something like that before, having that many big men in ladder matches. Maybe like the Money in the Bank with Kane and Big Show in there, possibly, but that's about it. Uh, Tony Schiavone interviewed Jade Cargill. Uh, that pretty much led to Matt Hardy and the HFO coming in. 
challenging Jade to a match. So we're going to see the Bunny versus Jade on Dynamite for the TBS title. Uh, and Smart Mark Sterling uh, said that Matt Hardy's behavior was erratic again, which is another uh, poke at Jeff Hardy and the way he left WWE. So they're just continuing on with Matt Hardy, I guess, being erratic and continuing to tease Jeff Hardy coming into AEW. Um, I do like how they tease people, but I do also think maybe you lean a bit back on continuing to say erratic and being kind of comedic about it uh, because then it, it kind of seems like you're building Jeff Hardy's big AEW debut off of like a running gag rather than teases like a CM Punker Brian Danielson had. Uh, but Serena Deeb defeated Angelica Risk, the five-minute rookie challenge, just another quick squash match for Deeb uh, just to get her rankings up a bit, look better. No issues there. I don't know if Sheeta will come back from whatever injury she has or if she's healed or whatever. Uh, or if they wanted to write Sheeta off and write that deep Sheeta feud off with that knee injury. Um, but it does seem like they're putting some emphasis behind Deeb. And maybe Deeb uh, is the one to take away the TBS title from Jade Cargill. I'm not entirely sure, but I think that would be maybe a good step. Uh, definitely, definitely, I think she should win the Owen Hart Cup coming up. I think sometime next month the Owen Hart Cup might be here in April. Um, but I think she should definitely take that home. That might be what they're building to. Uh, but that's definitely hers to win. So these five-minute rookie challenges, maybe they even do something like uh, in TNA when Awesome Kong had the whole fan challenge thing uh, and eventually it caught up to her and a fan beat her and it was Taylor Wilde and all that stuff. Maybe a rookie gets lucky and is able to is able to um, roll up Serena Deeb or get a victory over Serena Deeb and and kind of make a name, build a name off of that. Uh, it's definitely interesting. Uh, they can do a lot of stuff from the 5-Minute Rookie Challenge besides just making Deeb look good. Uh, and then the main event, Jay White defeated Trent Beretta. Uh, very good match between these guys. Uh, sort of like a New Japan uh, meeting again match between Beretta and White. Great finish to the match. Pretty much Trent Red. I think he still calls it the Crunchy. I know it was called the Crunchy in the video games. Uh, I think he still calls it that. Uh, and Jay White was able to, like, hook his arm under Beretta's arm um, and hit the, hit the um, what is it called? The, is it called the Switchblade? Um, he was able to hit the finish. The kind of Sister Abigail-like move. What is the finish name, actually? I'm drawing a blank on it. Let's see. Blade Runner. That's what it is. Blade Runner. Uh, passed down from Alex Shelley, actually. I love Alex Shelley. Uh, so I'm kind of disgusted at myself for not remembering the Blade Runner. But he was able to kind of hook through the Blade Runner, land on his feet. It, it, it was weird. They hooked... Jay White pretty much hooked around Beretta's whole body and was able to kind of completely reverse uh, positions to get the Blade Runner and the win. Uh, afterwards, Jay White starts nudging at Orange Cassidy again, so it seems like maybe they'll do Jay White versus Orange Cassidy at Revolution um, or Best Friends versus whoever. I don't know. Uh, this Best Friends Young Bucks elite feud isn't really doing it for me. It kind of seems like a mainly Rampage feud. Uh, that seems like the home of this feud. Uh, but, I mean, 
they're doing a good job of keeping best friends on TV, keeping Orange Cassidy on TV, giving the Young Bucks something to do, and maybe this this triple threat tag match coming up at Revolution uh, will also give them something to do. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot going in to Revolution, a lot more questions and answers. Uh, speaking of answers, Elimination Chamber had a bunch of them. Uh, it was definitely a show. <laughs> so... The Elimination Chamber review is going to be on the other side of the break, so stay tuned. Are you in need of counseling? Do you need someone to talk to? Catholic Social Services of the Diocese of Scranton can help. Our professional counselors can help you work through episodes of depression and anxiety, the challenges that affect your marriage or family, issues of loss and grief, pregnancy, or anger. For more information, call 570-822-7118 or find us online at Catholic Social Services of the Diocese of Scranton. That's Catholic Social Services of the Diocese of Scranton. So, I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home, but it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Who might you save? Your mother, your father, your husband, uncle, and son. Learn fast. F-A-S-T. The sudden signs of a stroke. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. You could save. Your friend, teacher, boss. So learn F-A-S-T. Then pass it on, because you never know who might save you. Your wife, your colleague. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. You're listening to CGR Cougar Radio, radio station at Misericordia University, Dallas, Pennsylvania. Okay. The the big topic of the of this episode, I guess, uh, would be Elimination Chamber, which did happen Saturday, uh, and it was it was definitely a show. Uh, so on the kickoff, shockingly, the kickoff show, uh, you would think for for uh, the the Saudi Arabia shows, they want to have kind of the more recognizable names like Mysterio and Miz uh, on the main card, but they put it on the kickoff. Uh, but I did catch it. it was a good matchup. Mysterio defeated the Miz. Uh, Dominic got thrown out uh, at the end. And then as he was walking up the ramp, Mysterio, I think, caught him in a roll-up and was able to beat him. And then they did a double 619 on the Miz. Uh, and that was it for the Miz until we saw him earlier or later on in the night, uh, which I will get to because that is another topic. Uh, Roman Reigns defeated Goldberg in the first match of the main card to retain the Universal title. Um, this match was a whole lot of nothing. Um, Roman Reigns is awesome. I love Roman Reigns. He's great in ring, great on the promos. I just think that it's time for Goldberg to be done. 
and maybe this was the last match for him. And I think he said he came into the match injured anyway. But I feel like that's always the case. I feel like there's always lingering issues or lingering injuries uh, with Goldberg. Uh, this kind of followed the same sort of pattern. The Lashley, uh, the Lashley matches followed from SummerSlam and Crown Jewel, where it started off slow and it looked like it was going to be, you know, a full regular match. Um, and then we got into the spears uh, and then the attempted jackhammers, and then Roman. After a jackhammer attempt, Roman was able to reverse it into the guillotine. Uh, Goldberg kept trying to back him up into the corner, get out of it. Uh, went on for pretty long, and then Goldberg passed out. Roman Reigns wins. I think that was the first time Goldberg's ever lost uh, by submission, so that's another notch uh, on Roman Reigns' belt. Um, but yeah, Roman Reigns, I think this was another thing. Just to, it, it was cool seeing this match finally come to fruition after what was supposed to happen at Mania 35. Um, but I think I think it's time for Goldberg to hang him up. Uh, I don't know if there's much left to Goldberg besides coming in and f- getting another random title shot, which isn't ideal uh, for, I think, anybody. But much respect to Goldberg. Uh, enjoy retirement, possibly. Um, Bianca Belair won the Women's Elimination Chamber. Uh, she's now going to face the Raw Women's Champion at WrestleMania 38. This chamber was pretty quick. Both chambers uh, were quick. I think it's because the... The pay-per-view, I think, was a set specific three hours. I, I think that was a flat time. They couldn't go under or couldn't go over it. Uh, so having two chambers, they had to rush through them quick. Not many cell spots or anything. Uh, but yeah, Bianca won. She beat Liv, or not Liv, she beat Alexa. Alexa beat Liv pretty easily, which was kind of sad to see, uh, especially how Liv was being treated a couple months ago, almost winning the Raw Women's Championship to now being an afterthought in all this. I kind of was pulling for Liv to win this one instead of Bianca, uh, simply just because anything Bianca does, I, I think Bianca's just set. Um, I think that you can... You know, I think WWE know what they have with Bianca, and I think even if Bianca isn't succeeding currently at the moment, uh, she definitely will. She's going to be a household name. I think for Liv, it's a bit more rocky. Uh, I think WWE can easily just kind of let go of Liv or, you know, stop pushing Liv. Uh, But hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully Liv gets something going and can finally win the Raw Women's title. Uh, But it won't be WrestleMania because WrestleMania is going to be Bianca Belair versus the winner of Becky Lynch and Lita, uh, which was ultimately Becky. Ronda and Naomi defeated Sonya and Charlotte. Not much there. Uh, Ronda was wearing a judo gi because the women have to have the specific gear uh, because the religion, I think, of Saudi Arabia. Uh, That was a creative way to get around it. Um... And Charlotte just watched Sonya tap out because she did not want to face Ronda. Drew McIntyre defeated Madcap Moss. And oh my God, Drew McIntyre did that reverse Alabama slam kind of move where he has their feet and they're kind of faced outward um, rather than inward uh, and kind of slams them on their face. Madcap unintentionally tucked his head instead of doing the opposite, which is kind of putting your head all the way back. And he took a bump right on his head. He landed directly on his head, on his neck. uh, And he was getting slammed by Drew McIntyre. So a lot of people were shocked that he was okay. He continued the match. I think he's fine now is what reports are saying. So shockingly, Madcap is good. 
Becky Lynch beat Lita, probably the match of the night. Uh, Lita had some hope spots in there uh, to get the victory, uh, but it didn't happen. Becky Lynch obviously able to defeat Lita. Uh, overall, if this was Lita's retirement matchup, I think that's a good way to go out, especially the way she went out in her retirement match uh, the last time. I don't think was ideal for anybody back in 2007, I think it was, 2006. Uh, and then afterwards, The Miz said that he had a call to make for a tag partner against the Mysterios. And he said he was looking for somebody athletic. He was looking for somebody uh, uh, attractive. He was looking for somebody who was, who was a perfect partner. And I think a lot of people thought it was going to be Cody Rhodes. That's what I thought initially. Um, and then almost minutes after, reports came out that it will not be Cody Rhodes. It's going to be somebody else who... Ultimately, uh, we did see on Monday Night Raw, Usos versus Viking Raiders did not happen. The Usos attacked Viking Raiders before the match started. Um, I think that was just cut for time is what Fightful Select reported. Uh, I think Pro Wrestling Insider might have reported that before them. Or I might be thinking of, or I'm thinking of uh, Mrs. Partner, who they reported on. Pro Wrestling Insider uh, reported first and then Fightful confirmed it. Uh, we'll get to that again later. And then in the main event, Brock Lesnar won the WWE Championship again uh, in the chamber. I was not a fan. I was not a fan. Uh, I'm fine with Brock and Roman in the main event. I'm fine with with the way that they're, you know, the, way, the fact that they want to do it. All right, sure. But the way they're going about this with Brock Lesnar dominating the Rumble and dominating, you know, now the chamber and beating everybody with ease, it really does seem like nobody else matters on the show besides Brock and Roman. Uh, and it feels like everybody else kind of looks weaker. They look like far, far, you know, seconds to both Brock and Roman. They're like not even competition to those guys. Um, Lashley did not get pinned or anything. Lashley was taken out of the chamber due to injury. They said concussion protocol, which was not true, but he actually was injured. Uh, that will be covered in the news. Uh, but yeah, the pod broke on Lashley. Uh, they immediately took him out. As soon as I saw the door close, I was like, okay, I don't think he's going to be coming back in. Uh, Brock broke out of the pod. F5 Dawson Theory off the pod, which was insane, uh, and won the WWE title. Uh, so the fallout of that was last night, which we'll be getting into after this break. So Monday Night Raw, stay tuned. Just now, another kid dropped out of school. There's one every 20 seconds. Over 200 kids an hour. That adds up to nearly 5,000 kids every school day. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. But there is someone who can change that. And that someone is you. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. So make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because the path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. There are many sounds in your day-to-day -day life. There are sounds that wake you up. Sounds that make you smile. <laughs> Sounds that energize you. Ah! 
and sounds that help you relax. But there are some sounds that can alert you to danger and can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts, now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you information about severe weather events, amber alerts, or other emergencies in your area. With critical information from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know, wherever you are. For more information, visit ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. All right, Monday Night Raw from last night. What was last night? 221-22. Brock Lesnar opened up the show. Uh, Again, I was not a fan of the way that Brock won the title last night or the fact that he even dropped the belt, but maybe Lashley's injury played a role in it. I don't know. But he opened up the show, uh, pretty much called out. Paul Heyman pretty much called out Roman Reigns. Uh, Paul Heyman did come out. He was present for Monday Night Raw, which is unusual. Uh, And he was talking about how Brock Lesnar is set to defend the title on March 5th in Madison Square Garden. Uh, March 5th, I'm pretty sure, is a Saturday. Uh, And I I thought I missed something. I thought there was maybe a, a live event on Peacock announced or something for March 5th. I think they might just be promoting promoting a house show or something. Maybe I don't know what's going to what's going on with this March 5th show. Uh but he said he's defending the title March 5th in Madison Square Garden against Bobby Lashley, uh which again, I took another double take as to how he was going to be facing Bobby Lashley if Bobby Lashley's hurt. Uh and then Heyman said if Bobby Lashley can't compete, then he's got something lined up. Uh, so I don't know what this is going to lead to. Uh, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to see what this leads to because this is Saturday, March 5th in Madison Square Garden. This is not, uh, you know, any specific Raw um, or anything. So, yeah, definitely interesting. Uh, the Alpha Academy beat the Street Profits. Montez Ford almost slammed Otis. Uh, couldn't hold him up, though. Fell down. Gable holds the legs down. It's enough to beat him. Um, again, love Alpha Academy. They're probably one of the best parts of Raw, uh, Chad Gable. Again, in a Kurt Angle-like role right now, and hopefully WWE are able to see how good he is, um, and it leads to something bigger for him. Um, not that this isn't big, because him working with RK Bro and all that is pretty big. Uh, Finn Bauer and Tommaso Ciampa uh, from NXT were able to defeat Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Uh, I think this is another thing, like I said, I think on the last episode, uh, just like Grayson Waller, uh, they're just putting Tommaso on here, putting him in a feud with another WWE main roster guy, uh, just like how AJ Styles was to Waller. Uh, Ziggler is to Champa, And I think they have a matchup tonight on NXT. Uh, the winner's going to face Braun Breaker for the NXT title. Uh, so that's interesting. Rhea Ripley beat Nikki A.S.H. Again, man, Rhea is on a roll right now. I think a lot of people are starting to warm even more up to her. Um, those gauntlet matches, man, when you go on a big run on those gauntlet matches, you you get over. It happened with Seth. It happened to Kofi. Um, and it seems like maybe it's going to be happening to Rhea as well. She beat Nikki A.S.H. again. Uh, Nikki A.S.H. had some interesting uh, like facial expressions after the match. I don't know if... I don't know if she's going to have another gimmick change or, or something else to lead into Mania. Maybe she's going to have a match against Rhea at Mania where Nikki is, 
I don't know, evil or something. Who knows? But uh, that was something to note. Damian Priest beat Shelton Benjamin. Uh, and then afterwards, he called out a world cal- a world title caliber opponent uh, because how many people he's beaten for the U.S. title. I think right now he's the longest reigning U.S. champ uh, in this whole brand split era, which is pretty interesting and pretty good for Priest. Uh, Priest has been pretty untouchable uh, in the mid card. And I think it's cool that he has not really been in the main event scene yet because if he ever faces a Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns, it's going to be really telling uh, for what they do with him rather than be like everybody else who's already had a shot and now they're just doing whatever they could do. Uh, again, man, these this show was built, I, I think it was just built upon a lot of teases and a lot of surprises, just trying to tease surprises and trying to bring little hints in. Uh, again, I think a lot of people possibly thought Cody Rhodes was going to come out. I sort of thought he did here, but when you're talking world title caliber, I don't think they would have referred to Cody Rhodes as world title caliber. I think they would have would have referred to him as something a bit more fitting uh, because in WWE, he never challenged for the WWE title or anything. Even in AEW, he didn't challenge for the AEW title except that one time uh, when he lost against Jericho. So world title caliber, I don't think would be Cody. Uh, if, if, he, if he said, oh, it's going to be a nightmare or something, then yeah, Cody. But uh, on Twitter, the whoever runs the WWE Twitter was going absolutely insane because the Rhea Ripley match, I think they posted in all caps, the nightmare Rhea Ripley wins, which wouldn't normally be that big of an issue. But then I think they also said like, oh, uh, it's no smoke and mirrors. Damian Priest wants like a real challenger or something like that. So uh, the WWE Twitter uh, is getting into the teases as well. A 24-7 title segment happened uh, between Reggie and Dana Brooke. I don't think I even covered this Reggie-Dana Brooke thing on the last episode or the episode before. Um, <laughs> this, it, it, it's, it, it was definitely something. Um, Reggie is, from my understanding, in the friend zone. Um, and he doesn't want to be in the friend zone anymore. And the 24-7 title is... Uh, it's in there. So that, that happened. Uh, Bianca Belair defeated Dewdrop. Oh my gosh. They had Becky Lynch on commentary and they had Bianca just throwing Dewdrop around left and right. They kept cutting to Becky looking concerned, which was a good touch. I mean, Bianca, I think Bianca's lifted Dewdrop up for the past like three weeks now and the fans have gone nuts every week. So it works. It's good. Uh, this match definitely, definitely made Bianca look good. Uh, just the way it was booked, the way she was just flinging Dewdrop around. It was definitely good for Bianca. Edge came out uh, in a chair, middle of the ring, spotlight on him. I thought that he was going to have a WrestleMania opponent right then and there. Uh, and then he didn't. I think he was leaving it up to next week. Uh, he did say phenomenal in there, though. I think he said he misses WrestleMania, makes him feel phenomenal uh, or whatever. And then he winked at the camera. Hopefully it's AJ Styles. Um, Edge versus AJ is a dream match of mine. I think a dream match of everybody's. I think it's a match everybody wants to see. <laughs> Unless it's Cody Rhodes. Uh, I think AJ Styles is the pick there. Because, I mean, everything they seem to be doing, Cody Rhodes seems to be a topic of discussion uh, for what happens. And then in the main event, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, they had a segment earlier on in the night. Uh, pretty much saying they want to go into WrestleMania as tag champs. Um, RK Bro have a tag title match against Alpha Academy in two weeks. Um, and if Owens and Rollins won this matchup, 
Then they would get added to that tag match. They did win. Great ending sequence. Riddle went for an RKO. Owens caught him, fed him up into a powerbomb by Rollins, and then a stunner, and then a stomp. It was a good finish. So now a triple threat tag match is booked for two weeks. That's going to be pretty cool. Owens and Rollins, Alpha Academy and RK-Bro. Uh, during that backstage segment, Owens, again, did that anti-Texas thing. Um, so I don't know. Maybe Owens and Rollins. You would think that this triple threat tag match would be the Mania match, um, but it isn't. So maybe Owens has something bigger planned, possibly Stone Cold Steve Austin. Who knows, though? Nothing is confirmed. Nothing has happened yet. Uh, but up next, it is the news. So stay tuned for the news. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't seen your lap in months. And even more stuff. But still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed. And they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs. And it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Hey America, we need to have a little talk. I don't know if you've noticed, but we got a lot of food in this country. A lot of peaches, a lot of corn, a lot of apples, a lot of everything. We've got so much food that we can't even eat it all. So if we got all this extra food, how are 17 million kids in America struggling with hunger? I just don't get it. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to the hungry kids who need it. They can get you food even if you live in Idaho or Alaska or somewhere crazy like that. This isn't complicated. We got extra food and we've got hungry kids. Feeding America's done the math. Now it's your turn. Support Feeding America on your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. I know you got internet on your phone, so what are you waiting for? We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. All right, talking about the news, I didn't realize I didn't have this Ms. TV segment written down, but this is kind of like news anyway, so it fits. Um, they had Ms. TV against Ms. TV with the Mysterios on it, uh, and after the Miz was at Saudi Arabia saying he wanted a partner who was dashing, he even said dashing uh, during Ms. TV, his partner is Logan Paul. Uh, yes, Logan Paul. Um I don't have a problem with Logan Paul being in WWE. I think it will bring some exposure to them. WrestleMania is the place for the celebrities to come out. It happens. What I had an issue with during the segment was just how Logan Paul just beat down Rey Mysterio, you know, even though he's never been in a wrestling match before. And sure, you can make the claim he's bigger than Rey and he's a he's technically a boxer and all that. I still think maybe have Miz run a distraction or him run a distraction and then they kind of, you know, sneakily beat down the Mysterios. You know, a bit more mastermind-like. Uh, that would have been better. But yeah, Logan Paul will be teaming with the Miz to take on the Mysterios at WrestleMania. 
uh, as reported a couple minutes ago, or as reported a couple minutes after that Miz segment when everybody blew up and thought it was Cody Rhodes. But anyway, we're going to talk about some MMA uh, out of nowhere. Benil Dariush was set to take on Islam Makashev. Why did I stumble on that? I stumble between Mahachev and Makashev because people say it very differently. Um, this was going to be a big one. Benil is number third ranked in the lightweights. Islam, uh, I forget what ranking Islam is. Uh, but this is going to be a real test for Islam, um, you know, f- to see if he is the real deal. A lot of people are thinking he's overhyped or not as good. Um, but pretty much Benil, I think, got his foot caught uh, in the mat of the octagon. Uh, and he just completely messed his leg up, messed his knee up. So instead, the man who I talked about last episode being a star in the opening of UFC 271, Bobby King Green, is going to be stepping in for a 160-pound, five-round catchweight fight in the main event instead. And oh my god, I don't think he's going to be able to pick up the win against Islam because Islam will probably just wrestle him to the ground and submit him, just like he did the Dan Hooker. But the fact that he's even taking the fight uh, shows how, how much of a tough man Bobby King Green is. I mean, takes a lot of heart to do that. Uh, this Bobby Lashley news. So uh, he went the, that the chamber pod broke on him. Uh, they said he was in concussion protocol, which you know, even though it wasn't true, uh, they're not going to say that on TV and then have him come back in in the character. That would be a bad look on the company. Uh, it turns out he actually did have a shoulder injury that dates back to the Rumble in the match against Lesnar. Um, so I guess they just put him in the pod, had a break. Uh, and then brought him out. Uh, you know, you could tell from that pod breaking that he wasn't actually hurt from whatever happened to the pod. Um, but it, it definitely does suck that Bobby won't be able to be at Mania. He won't be able to do anything for WrestleMania for a couple months. Um, it is a shame because Bobby's been holding it down on Monday Night Raw. So for him not to get anything on WrestleMania really does suck. But, I mean, at least he got to, you know, show up to the first Mania back, the first WWE show with fans um, with the WWE title uh, was probably a big moment for him. So there's at least something there. Next week on Raw, Damian Priest is going to be taking off Finn Balor. I think on the Cody uh, info, uh, I got caught up. I didn't even uh, acknowledge Finn Balor did come out uh, during that Damian Priest segment. So Finn Balor will be challenging Damian Priest next week for the U.S. title. Um, Kyrie Sane. Uh, on Friday, return to stardom. I don't watch stardom. Um, I just haven't gotten into it or anything. Uh, but I thought that it was interesting that she did return to wrestling. It seemed like she wanted to retire and she wanted to stay in the background. But she's going to go by the name Kyrie, uh, And she wasn't norm- normally pitched for the Rumble. Uh, it didn't happen. She's in stardom now, which is cool. Uh, Ome- Kenny Omega had an interview on his injury status and Cody Rhodes. Uh, basically said that... The other EVPs, ideals, him and the Bucks and Cody's kind of differed through what they wanted to do. He said he had a professional relationship with Cody, but, you know, not very personal uh, wise. And he said that his injury, um, he was trying to get back for February. It's not going to happen. Uh, he still has to schedule some stuff and work on some stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's the status with Kenny Omega. Very telling interview by the Wrestling Observer there talking about everything Cody Rhodes and what happened, or not what happened, but his personal viewpoints and experiences with um, Cody and this whole situation. 
Last night, Drake Maverick, it was revealed Drake Maverick re-signed to WWE under creative. This is only the, this is the third time he's been hired by WWE. He got hired initially. He got released and then hired back immediately from that video that they made the angle out of. Uh, and then he got released uh, a couple months ago, and now they brought him back again for creative. Uh, so good for Drake Maverick. Seems like a good guy, so it's nice to see that. And then tomorrow on Dynamite, Kings of the Black Throne versus Pac and Penta L0M. Or I think he's going to go by Penta Oscuro now. Uh, Pentagon Dark, how he was in Lucha Underground. Uh, they're going to have the Tag Team Battle Royal to crown the first team to go on to Revolution. Uh, those teams are Proud and Powerful 2.0, Silver and Reynolds, Young Bucks, FTR, Red Dragon, Private Party, Gun Club, Butcher and the Blade, and Best Friends. I don't know if that's going to be the same uh, thing for next week's Battle Royal, um, but I don't know if they have enough teams for another Battle Royal uh, that wouldn't be those guys. So those are all the big names for the tag division, so I would think it might be the same thing next week, but who knows? They haven't revealed much of that yet. Uh, and I say this news for last. The big news, The Undertaker is going to be inducted into the 2022 Hall of Fame. Uh, it's a moment everybody's been waiting for. It's a moment we all knew was going to happen. Uh, it's absolutely huge just seeing it finally happen. I think a lot of people knew Dallas uh, was going to be where he was inducted. The promo packages that they've been showing on Raw and SmackDown every week now, they're so well done. Um, and it's crazy, you know, that Undertaker's finally going in to the Hall of Fame. Um, I think a lot of people were anticipating it. I was definitely anticipating it. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do for him at the Hall of Fame, who inducts him, what he says in his speech. I mean, his speech has to be one of the most anticipated Hall of Fame speeches in history, just because how many stories he must tell. Uh, but yeah. That is it for the Takedown Episode 3. You can listen to us live at CougarRadio.net. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and give us a like on Facebook at Cougar Radio. You can also find us on YouTube and Spotify at Cougar Radio to listen to all to listen to and watch all of the podcasts. That was the Takedown Episode 3. Who knows what next week's going to have in store in terms of WrestleMania, in terms of AEW Revolution. It is definitely going to be another crazy week. Who knows who is going to show up, who's going to be leaving companies, who's going to be jumping ship, what's going to happen. It's been crazy these past couple weeks, and hopefully it gets even more crazy. That was The Takedown. Thank you for joining me.